Hey, River Vixens, it's Ryan. And Sam. And we are here recapping chapter 28, There Will Be Blood. Mm-hmm. And you guys, uh, this week we have an incredibly special guest. We say every week, but this week is true. It's our first time going bi-coastal. Uh, we are joined by Danny Pellegrino. Woo! He's from the Everything Iconic podcast. Uh, his Instagram account at Danny Pellegrino is truly iconic itself. But uh, being that it was the first time we went by coastal, uh, tr- full disclosure, we ran into some audio issues. Technical difficulties. So it was our first three-way podcast, and of course, it totally black mirrored on us, and we. Um, lost each other a couple times. So if there's any weird little hiccups or things don't really make sense, deal with it. Just like any three-way, there were moments where I could hear one person and the other went quiet for a little bit. And I said, where did they go? What happened to them? And they probably thought that the two of us were more interested in each other. Um, but, you know, we we all signed up to be in it together. Yeah, but you know what? Three-ways are hard. They they are, but they work out in the end. And uh Me too. and and I hope that you can uh, put up with us for this one. Uh because Danny is a truly special guest and uh we're so grateful that he took time out of his busy schedule to speak with us. Um and I'm gonna have a little challenge editing, but forgive us. Forgive us. Please still love us. We love us, so sorry. All right. Enjoy you guys. Enjoy. We are coming to you remotely with a very special guest. Ladies and gentlemen, on the line, we have Danny Pellegrino. Hey, Danny. Oh my gosh. Hey, you guys. I'm so excited to to be here and talk about Riverdale. But I do have one confession before we get started. Can I just say something really quick? I just watched the episode and they were doing construction right outside of my apartment. And so... If I missed a couple details, I just want to let you know in advance that's why. Oh my god! As far as confessions go on that podcast, the, the one you're on right now, that that's nothing. Okay, <laughs> I have other confessions We're, I could go right into okay, if you want, but <laughs> our podcast doesn't focus on facts. Sure, it's yeah. alternative facts. Sure, I mean as as mine. If you want to listen to my podcast, it's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of your podcast, Danny hosts a brilliant podcast, Everything Iconic, that you must go listen to. Uh, Thank you so much. Incredible guests. And of course, if you're not following him on Instagram, I don't know what you're doing with your life. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. The podcast is is newish, but it's on iTunes. It's called Everything Iconic. So hopefully you guys will check it out. Yes. So Danny, what is your background with Riverdale? Did you read the comics? Have you been watching? Oh, gosh. No, I didn't read the comics, but I started watching because I was attracted to the lead, as most gays did. <laughs> I thought he was cute in all the billboards. And so I was like, okay, I should check this out. I also, I I did a little bit of the Archie comics when I was little, but not enough that I remembered a lot of the details. But I do remember them being around the house. And I don't know if I got them as a gift or or if they were my dad's maybe or something like that. But so I was a little bit familiar in that way. And then... um of course, in the extended Riverdale universe, I was very familiar with the Sabrina the Teenage Witch TV show. Yes. Um, but so that's how I kind of got started. And and I, I love I love the look, the feel, 
everything about the show. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. The show is zany and we're all here for it. Yeah. And this episode was especially crazy. They're all nuts, but this one moved quickly. It's going to be like tough to recap in that sense, uh, but we'll do our best for y'all. It was chapter 28, There Will Be Blood. And Ooh. was there blood? Sort of. It wasn't a lot of blood, actually. Yeah, well, we had the blood on the dental floss. Of and course, then the, the blood, blood uh, the, at the very end, the iconic climactic scene with the blood. Yeah. Oh. Is that a thing people do? I kind of, I was waiting for them to shake hands and kind of like join blood. Totally. It reminded me of uh, the movie, my girl, when they did the blood, blood pack. Oh. That's what I was thinking they were going to do, but they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of weird. Cause they just sliced their hand open, dripped it and then threw the book in the fire. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why they didn't shake on it. Well, maybe they are concerned about like diseases. Yeah. Well, after we centered around STD scares. Oh my God. You guys, that was such a scene for me. I thought, like, I've never seen that on a teen show before. The STD conversation, like, it was just so refreshing. And and also, it was a conversation I feel like I had as a young gay man. It, totally. I mean, first of all, let's just dive, like, let's dive into this chick subplot. Uh, yeah. So Betty has convinced Kevin to start camming with Chick to try to get information out of him. Danny, have you ever cammed before? <laughs> I, you know, not like in a, I, I'm not in a pornographic way. I guess I've like FaceTimed my nephew <laughs> and that's sort of boring. <laughs> okay, well. I know. I wish I had a better cam story. I've watched cam videos from people, from hot men on the internet, but I don't know that I've ever been on the other side of one. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. My only one was like chat roulette back in the day. Is chat roulette still around? That's a great question. I think I'm it might be. First, uh, Betty asks uh, Kevin to ask Chick if he's into party and play, which also the first time I've ever heard that on TV, period, let alone a teen show. It, true confession, I just learned, I finally learned what PNP meant like two weeks ago. Wait, what does that mean? Party and play. Oh, like on Grinder. Yeah, it's a thing on the apps. Yeah, but it's just so interesting how they're leaning into all this, like, very kind of gay slang and, you know, the way gay men talk to each other, which, you know, in real life, it seems like no big deal. But seeing it on a TV show, especially one for teens, is just refreshing and, and interesting. And I don't know. I like it. Yeah. No, it's very cool. And it's, like, so nice to see that, like, on a show that, like, millions of teens across the nation are watching now. Mm-hmm. I, I did miss Love, Simon. I wish there were more plugs in this one, but, you know, what can you do? Well, which brings me to a question. You think Kevin would recognize Chick or Chick would recognize Kevin from the Love, Simon screening? You know, if Chick seems to be working there all the time. Mm. Danny, I saw that you just saw Love, Simon. Oh, my God. I could go into this. I love Love, into- Simon so much. Did you see it? No, I haven't yet. Uh, it was just so beautiful. It was, I cried, I laughed. There's, you know, Jennifer Garner and Josh Dumel pay, play the parents. And first of all, Josh Dumel looks fantastic as like a silver fox. I sound like so horny on this podcast, don't I? I feel like all I've <laughs> no, talked about so far is men. We're um, asking questions. Yeah, I don't know. So I I don't know if it's a mood or something I'm in, but he looked so good. And there's a scene between there's a scene with the lead and a scene with Jennifer Garner. And then he has a separate scene with Josh Dumel. And I cried. It it was very relatable. I don't know. It felt like if I would have had this 
movie when I was in high school, my high school experience might have been different because I wasn't out at at a young age. And so I just looked at it and through that lens and I just thought, wow, these kids that are seeing it, I, I'm from Ohio in a, a very conservative town. And I just thought of these kids that would be able to go see this a big movie in theaters and it, their lives are going to be different than mine was. That's amazing. I do want to see it. Yeah, it's great. I, I highly recommend it. It's there. There's a lot of fun and laughter and then there's some dramatic moments. And there's also this uh, kind of like a mystery plot that threads it together, which I had no idea about going in. Um, so there, there's a lot more to it than I think the ads are really letting on because there's a, a little mystery and you're, you're, you know, playing a little guessing game throughout. Okay. And of course, like I said, Josh Dumel is a silver fox in it. <laughs> most oh, importantly. He's sexy. Yeah, most importantly. We divorced Fergie, so I can go for it. <laughs> there you go. So most of this episode centered around who the next mayor of Riverdale will be. Uh, we, of course, have Robin Gives, who is stepping down from her position of mayor. And uh, the Lodges call in Fred and want him to run. What do you guys think about Fred being mayor? Well, I feel like it's like the logical choice. Like he's, you know, he took a bullet from the murder in the town. They still haven't caught. Um, he's like loved by everyone. He's like, you're every man. Like everyone loves him and knows him. But it's interesting because unlike Archie, he actually is pretty smart. And he knows that <laughs> there's a reason that the Lodges want him to run so he can be their their puppet, essentially. Yeah, and I I support Fred. I do think that, you know, he's so busy with his construction company. This will clearly take him away from that. Like, I have, I think he should focus on other things. Yeah, I don't know if mayor's the right fit for him, but I'm along for the ride, uh, you know, if that were to happen. What does the mayor actually do? I think it's a lot of, like, being the face of things. So, like, showing up to, to different citywide events and... You know, I don't know that, gosh, what do I know about being mayor? I just, I always think of that as more of like a, a face of the town rather than a whole lot of work. But, you know, that's just me speculating. I have nothing to back that up. Well, as, as Mayor McCoy said, like it's a lot of filling in potholes or covering up for mm-hmm. murders in town, which Riverdale has a lot of. Um, I think Riverdale, the Riverdale mayor has a lot more to do than a typical mayor. Well, that's true, because someone gets killed in that <laughs> yeah. town every day. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of crime there that they have to worry about. Yeah, correct. But, um, yeah, so that happens. And then I think Archie Archie is very concerned about Veronica um, doing her parents' bidding and trying to get Fred. You know, she kind of signs up to be his, like, campaign manager and is giving him advice. And Archie's like, Veronica, what are you doing? Yeah, Veronica immediately becomes a <laughs> yeah. champion of Fred. So she designs a campaign logo, orders buttons. It was like me when the Oprah rumors started. You know, I immediately went online and like, started my work. Oh, the Oprah presidential yes, rumors. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Though she could be my mayor, yeah. too. She could be my anything. Yeah, I would. Lo- you know what? I'd love Oprah to be the mayor of Riverdale, too. That's, well, that's a great idea. That's brilliant. Idea. If Andy Cohen yeah. can come in. I mean, I was just going to say that. Andy Cohen to be the mayor. Like, it would be smart of Oprah to get on Riverdale because she could get that young audience. I mean, she she's great with the baby boomers. She's got the, you know, older generations. But you know what? She should get on Riverdale and get some some eyes on own. Oprah, if you're listening. Yeah. Did your agent call the CW today? I'm sure she'd like the young kids to watch Queen Sugar on <laughs> own. 
<laughs> She'd like anyone to watch Queen Sugar on own. <laughs> yeah, people, they need eyeballs. Me <laughs> too. But Archie isn't so sure about Fred's uh, taking over of Riverdale, which is, it's a sudden shift for Archie, who's been so into the Lodge operation, to all of a sudden be against his dad getting involved, too. It's heroic in a way to be like, I've gotten myself in this mess, dad, like, don't do it as well. Um, But it's also a little two-sided. It is. And also, I was wondering, remember earlier this season, there was like, kind of like they hinted at a little pill problem for Mm -hmm. Fred? Mm -hmm. What happened? Yeah, it just sort of got lost. I was actually, I wrote that down in my notes. I was like, what happened to that? Because as I was going back and thinking about the episodes, you know, because I don't, I don't normally study them as much as I was this (laughs) week. (laughs) But I remember that. And I just was like, what happened to that whole little subplot or Right. And it also like led me to think like if he does run for mayor, which we at the end of the episode, we learn he is, but on his own terms, I wonder if, you know, when you're running for office, like the sole reason I can't run for office is because all your dirty laundry gets aired. Mm -hmm. I wonder if that would come out by someone. Yeah. Maybe it's something that they'll um, reintroduce and it'll be an an issue. The mayor thing ends and we learn that Brad Andrews is running on his own terms against a surprise um, other candidate and it is no other than Hermione Lodge. I am into her I am into Hermione being a mayor. Me, oh same. Me too. hundred percent. I'm actually just happy that she'll get to do scenes outside of that dinner table. Mm. <laughs> like like I'm ready for the lodges to have scenes outside of that dinner table. It was pretty epic her in the rain with everyone with the umbrellas. Like that was kind of that was mm-hmm. special. But okay, so that brings me while we're still on the topic of the lodges. So we finally learn what the shady business is all about. We learned that this was a downer what? for me. What it do you mean? Like, a like the writers are like eh, the fact that we learned that their entire plan is to make Southside High a for-profit prison. Yeah, I mean it felt it felt Riverdale to me though. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Is that, I don't know if that, as you're, we're talking about, I'm like, you know, it, it is a little icky, but also kind of feels right. Yeah. I wanted something more evil. Like what would your ideal, what would, what would be you know, ideal for you? That's a great question that I'm not sure of at the moment. I feel like the, like I wanted them to buy up like the whole town, like Shit's Creek style, like force, like force people mm, out. I don't know. It was like. I understand the community being upset if you're opening up a prison in town. And also so Sodale becoming I wonder, housing. I wonder if it's like isn't Sodale supposed to be a, a high end <laughs> living development? Like there's so much money and time going into this prison and the lodging for the prison people. And we know that Hiram's a criminal. So I wonder if this is all gonna be a front for his shady like feelings and whatnot. I think so. I think you're right. I think it will be. Yeah. I just, I think so too. Yeah. How much money is in prisons? That's a great question, Ryan. Yeah, I don't know. But you know, it also just gives us a new air. I, that, that's I think why I like the prison idea because it's going to just introduce a lot of new shady characters that they're all sort of going to be forced to interact with. And, and I think there's a lot of potential for it to go, you know, even maybe a little darker. I don't know. Do we like darker? Yes. Yeah, even I'm this episode we go. get introduced to War Baby at a Shaw- <laughs> Shawshank prison. Okay, I texted Ryan. 
I sexted Ryan and I said, oh, wait, War Baby. Oh, there were so many characters in this episode. <laughs> there was a lot going on. There was a lot going on. Yeah. Um, yeah, War Baby was, I gotta say also, Jughead's dad is the shit. Yeah. I've loved him since Scream. I mean, I've loved him forever. Mm-hmm. But him in that little Pops outfit when he's like leaning over the counter, uh, it's like, lean me over the counter. <laughs> right. Also their food, this is totally a side note, but the food and like the milkshakes and everything looks so good to me every time I watch the show. It just makes me hungry. Like when I see him, you know, he's a snack and then they're eating a snack and I'm just get starving by the end of the episode. <laughs> I like when Josie was like, I'm brunching. Yeah. Danny, if you were in prison, what do you think your prison name would be? Oh my gosh. Um I don't maybe like Nacho Ooh. Rodriguez. <laughs> I <don't, laughs> that's a that's like a, a nickname um a friend used to call me Nacho Rodriguez. And I always thought of him as like a a slick, like a God, I don't know, like a badass. How did guy. that name come about? I I have a, a my cousin's name is Nacho and we look a lot alike and um it, so it just became a, I don't know, running, a little running gag. My cousin's is my cousin's name is like uh, Nacho Rodrigo, and then um, so my friends started calling me That's that. That's an epic name. That's a crazy name, and he's crazy. He's a badass, crazy person too. So the other subplot of this episode, and really my favorite plot, was the will reading. Oh my god, Ryan's favorite character came back. Your that's your favorite. Nana Rose. Nana Rose. Yes, she's great. She really is great. Okay, this was Nana like Rose some soap every- opera level shit. Yeah, you know what? Um, Alice came in and I wrote down something Alice said in that scene. She said, shut your face, you half-melted 10-cent trollop. <laughs> you remember that? I do. Yes. I actually tried to rewind it to text Ryan that because it's a new insult for him. Oh my but- God, it was it was so good. And then I looked up. Not only did I rewind it to listen to it again, but then I looked up what trollop means. And <laughs> what I just want to sh- share. Do you guys know what it means? I didn't no. know what it meant. No. It means a woman perceived as sexually disreputable or promiscuous. <laughs> so, you guys, I did research because I was watching. I was like, oh my God, I love that insult. Trollop is such a like, um, uh, not Shakespeare. What's the, uh, Tennessee Williams like insult? <laughs> It's so good. I'm going to add that to my list of insults. It's going to be also, my new grinder name. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's my prison name. Like, Trollop. Sexy Trollop. Tiffany yes. Trollop. Tracy <laughs> Trollop. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Oh, my God. And also, can we talk about Penelope Blossom's courtesan outfits? Mm. I'm all about them. It's like the deep reds, the black, the gloves. Like, it's a look. I like it. I'm going to emulate it in my life. That's a look. That scene also gave us my favorite thing on Riverdale, which is Cheryl Blossom talking in front of groups of people. (laughs) (laughs) I could watch it endlessly. Right? I just love that Cheryl's deceased drug dad left a will, like, to the whole town. Yeah. I mean, and that was some Tennessee Williams shit, too, where it's like, we're all going to get together and read the will. Yes. And I'm here for it. I love that kind of shit. Right. And so I guess it was a secret will left behind, uh, and um, it was specified that it was only to be revealed after the investigation into the drug ties were completed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, because of course it was with Clifford's life. 
so it was announced that Clifford Blossom's remaining assets are to be divide, divided in two. The first half will be shared among anyone in Riverdale who can medically verify that they have even one drop of Blossom blood. And the other half of the Blossom fortune is reserved for Jason and Cheryl. So Cheryl, uh, which makes sense. I'm like, I'm kind of cool with that. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I think the Blossom blood thing is, it's weird, but like that brings us to the Coopers. And right before the will reading, we get what we've been waiting for. Hal divorcing Alice. Uh, yes. Yes. And Polly coming home with the twins. Yeah, it's all shady timing. So Hal asks Alex, Alice for a divorce and offers her half of the Riverdale register if she immediately agrees. Yeah. Um, and I know this is Riverdale so of course, like I love this kind of stuff, but also it was weird to me that he was doing it in front of, um, in front of Betty. Like he, yeah, that conversation that he was having with Alice, to be doing it for the first time with Betty at the table was just, um, you know, an interesting choice. Yeah, maybe not how I would parent, but you know, <laughs> that's what makes this show good. <laughs> exactly, you can parent people in many different ways. Uh, speaking of parenting, we get an appearance of what at first ap- appeared to be Clifford Blossom. Oh, my God. I texted Ryan. Ryan, what did I text you? I was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. Cheryl's dad's alive. He didn't respond. And then I texted him right after the commercial. I go, oh, never mind. You know, I watched it. I had it recorded. And so there was no commercial with it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I was robbed of that that Mm -hmm. process you just said i feel Mm -hmm. really like i was robbed and that's why it's better to watch the show live yeah i couldn't believe it so it it turns out it wasn't clifford but instead it was uncle claudius her father's long lost twin we're getting very uh soap opera e i mean we always have been soap opera but and this was more shakespeare to me you know that whole thing was shakespeare Uh, (laughs) yes and we get a great monologue from Nana Rose. It's like, the curse, the blossom curse. I, I wrote down some of it. I guess on the boy's 14th birthday, Clifford pointed a rifle at his brother, citing the Blossom family curse, but ultimately spared him. Claudius ran away and joined the Merchant Marines uh, and has now decided to come back. I mean, Shakespeare wishes he wrote Riverdale. <laughs> <laughs> Shakespeare does wish. He does. Do you think Claudius is going to stick around? Like, do you think he's here to stay? I think he's evil. Or not evil, but he wants something. Like, you don't come back into a family like that without reason. I always think about the behind the scenes process of this whole thing, too. So I'm wondering if, like, the actor knew that, you know, he'd be playing a twin or that kind of thing. I know. Maybe he just had a great agent that, like, wrote him into too and not knowing that they kill him off yeah it happens sometimes it seems he's going to be around for a little bit longer uh because at first let's talk about that dinner conversation where they put in that brilliant line about uh him sailing to lesbos (laughs) (laughs) lesbos yes yes uh which cracked me up by the way that every time he said lesbos i laughed which you know is so immature of me but who, who can help themselves Again, Shakespeare, you know, he knows the laughs. Shakespeare. 
but then he mentions he goes like so do you have a room for me and penelope reluctantly agrees she goes like well we do have a shitty room over our garage like maybe you could stay there and he says cool Later on, though, we hear a conversation between him and Penelope, which really worried me. He goes, Nana, then Cheryl, our house must be put in order. If he... And Cheryl's crying If he fucking touches Nana Rose... <laughs> we need to put. We need to get a prison guard, one of those prison guards, uh, to protect her <laughs> True. on her at all times. It really made me nervous for a potential future episode where we have to see a Nanaro's funeral. Oh no! <laughs> don't Ryan. say that. No, don't. Don't even put that in the universe. We don't even want that out there. But I wonder what they're plotting. I mean, maybe it's about money because you know Nana and Cheryl were both left. It's kind of like Annie. You know, (laughs) (laughs) when Rooster and Miss Hannigan notice that Annie all of a sudden has the money, they say, we got to put them on top of the Chrysler building. You know what? Annie wishes. Annie Annie wishes. (laughs) Annie wishes. They were, they were this good. (laughs) You guys wait. Um, I just read. (laughs) Can I just take an aside for like one second? Um, yes, please. I just read, and this is not related to Riverdale at all. It's just about Annie. But I read that the original Annie movie won like multiple Razzies. You know, you guys know what the Razzies yeah. are, like the of course the bad we Oscars. Yeah, and the remake of Annie with Cameron Diaz didn't win any Razzies. <laughs> <laughs> are you kidding? I swear to God, I just read this today. That's why it made me think of it. Um, I know it's not about Riverdale Law, but I was shocked. I was like, the original, which is like the classic, and yeah. the remake of Annie was horrendous. <laughs> With Quivenza Wallace. I have seen it more than once, but it was not good. <laughs> if we're talking about original, <laughs> yeah, original I Annies, know. I recently learned that the original Annie, Andrea McArdle, was kicked off of a Playbill cruise for burning down her suite. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why did she burn it down? And why do you know that? <laughs> I probably shouldn't say that on a podcast. Uh, from inside sources, um, I forget. It was it was innocent. Like she didn't purposefully burn it down. She didn't. But she didn't purposely burn down. Yeah, but she's ship. now known as Little Arson Annie. Uh, <laughs> I love I just that. love the vision of Andrea McArdle being kicked off of a cruise. Yeah. <laughs> And like, I also like to think of her with matches, just like setting things on <laughs> yeah. fire. Yeah, being like, I think I'm gonna What's well sung? Fire. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. Didn't I think Sarah Jessica Parker played Annie on Broadway too? Mm-hmm. At one yes, point. she did. Right? She did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All this a lot of <laughs> Annie facts. One more Annie fact. <laughs> this is turning into an Annie <laughs> podcast, but uh, Annie was also imagine. the last role that Cameron Diaz uh, played. Actually, my dad asked me at brunch on Sunday, like as if I know her. She goes, he goes, what's Cameron Diaz up to, Sam? <laughs> I was like, dad, I have no idea. Well, you know, I was devastated because I read this news earlier in the week about Cameron Diaz retiring from acting. Yeah. And of course, you know, I, I cried in the shower that day. And then I found out later, it was just a rumor that Selma Blair put out. Like she, Selma Blair was asked in an interview, and so she said, "Oh, Cameron Diaz is done acting; she's retired." And so everyone printed, all the news sources printed that Cameron Diaz was retired. And then Selma Blair came out and said, "No, she was just sort of talking out of her ass 
it wasn't, you know, a real fact. So I don't know. <laughs> Say a prayer that Sorry. she comes back to us. <laughs> yes, everyone take a moment of silence that Cameron Diaz is not quitting acting. Maybe she'll maybe she could come to Riverdale. Maybe she could be the next mayor. Oh my god, maybe she's the black hood. <gasps> could hey you Danny, it's been a minute. It's been a minute, but who do you think suspects for the black hood are? I'm sorry, what did you say? Who do you think suspects for the black hood could be? I think for sure point? Cameron Diaz. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Uh no, I yeah, don't I, I agree. I don't know. I I don't know. What do you guys do you guys have your theories? I think Uncle Claudius could be a new suspect. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. Maybe. Sam, who do you think? I used to think it was Chick, but, and I thought it was Hal, but now I kind of do think it's Claudius or someone we haven't even met. I think Chick is too obvious to me. I mean, all along, Same. I haven't, that, that's the only reason why I don't think it could be him. Wait, also, okay. At the end, we learn that after Betty tested his bloody dental floss, also, you yeah. brush your teeth more, but after she did that, coming from Sam, Sam, how many cavities like, did you have? <laughs> <laughs> this year, this this month, I've had three, and I have to get a root canal next week. Wait, why? I don't what even eat eating? sugar. I don't. I'm not eating anything. I don't even eat sugar. I'm a lady. Mm. I don't know. I but my dentist is so hot, and actually, Ryan, he's oh, congratulations. Me Will you send me his <laughs> handle? <laughs> yeah, I will. I will. It's good to have a hot dentist because then you have incentive to like not floss. Yeah. Anyway, um, so we learned Chick is not who he says he is. So what could that mean and what could he I want? I think it's a little more uh, – I think it's less of a bombshell than we think because uh, the episode ends mm-hmm. with Betty saying, you know, you're not who you say you are. I think the DNA test probably came back saying that he doesn't have any blossom blood, but I think we all knew that. I think he's FP's son. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yep. You're right. Okay. Can we talk about Archie's shirtless scene for a second? Always. Okay. Now he was doing pull-ups and I live for a gratuitous Archie scene. And I don't, I want to get your guys' opinion on this. Is it creepy to be attracted to him since he's, playing a high schooler. I know he's older than 18 in real life, but how creepy is it? I don't think it's that creepy. I think he's meant to be an object of desire. I don't think it's creepy at all. Yeah. Okay, good. No, I mean, he's so hot. He's so hot. And watching him do pull-ups, I just love when they find a way to shoehorn a shirtless scene in for the gays and for the girls. Mostly for the gays. Yeah. <laughs> which, which, which means the entire audience. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's what we come to the show for. We need it. Oh, yeah, of course. Are you team Archie or team Jughead? Oh, I lo- I mean, are we talking about like a one night stand? I would mm-hmm. say Archie. Oh, yeah, me too. But I love Jughead too. Yeah. I, I actually would probably be team Kevin. I like Kevin a lot. Oh, I love Kevin. Yeah. I'm like waiting for the Kevin episode. Yeah. Which we're going to get because we know Fangs is like helping him with. Carry the musical. Mm-hmm. You know, when they were doing that chat scene between Chick and Kevin, I know I'm I'm jumping back into the beginning of the episode, but uh, Chick said something along the lines of like, Kevin, you didn't take your shirt off yet. And I'm like, yeah, take your shirt off. <laughs> like, I'm a creep. <laughs> I feel like such a creep. I'm like, I need to not be like that. Hey, it's all good. It's a hard same. 
Yeah, I think yeah. I audib- audibly said in my apartment alone, like, take off your top. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, help Betty. <laughs> but before we wrap up, I just do want to discuss uh, quickly how we meet Smithers again. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jughead gets a sus- suspicious call and says, meet me at the bus station, which also is an incredible set. Like we were transported back to the 50s. Uh, mm-hmm. with these like mm-hmm. retro buses and then from behind a newspaper comes good old smithers mm-hmm. and what a delight to see him it it always is though i do love andre too i love andre yeah yeah but i don't so a, a lot going on what do we what do we think is coming next to be honest for the first time i actually have no idea yeah you know this episode felt kind of all over the place in the in the good way though i like that there was so much going on and i think with so many different threads happening at once it's hard to predict what's what we're going to get next what's going to come next week and i like that that's what i like most when what riverdale does is when they have a lot of these different you know threads going on and it's unpredictable yeah that's why we're all here for it totally what do you think ryan I agree. So much happened in this episode. We know that we're going to have now a race between Hermione and Fred since they were formerly uh, romantically involved. Mm. Oh, Uh, yeah. I wonder if that'll come into play at all. It must, right? It must. Yeah. And now we have the Uncle Claudius character, too. Mm -hmm. Shaking things up. And I'm so excited for Hermione to... I hope that she's given some meat because I like her a lot and I just want to, I want her to get some good meat in the storyline. Danny, I have a question for you. Do you think Martha, your housekeeper would work (laughs) well uh, at Thistle house? Oh my God. She would not. She does not do a good job. I've I've said (laughs) on my, I was talking on my show this week about her cleaning. I mean, it's really not good at this point. I just, you know, have her keep coming to clean because I love her. Um, but you know, I, I have gotten some people that told me to stop talking about Martha, my housekeeper on my podcast <laughs> for, for those so I'm who trying to, for those who haven't listened yet, which shame on you, uh, go listen now. Uh, Danny has recently been talking about his housekeeper, Martha, who has some, um, bowel issues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I told the story one time she came to my apartment and she, they were like a, her and her husband, uh, they, clean my apartment like once a month and she came about a half an hour late and I opened the door and she threw me out of the way. I mean, she just launched me out of her way and went right to the bathroom and I was talking to her husband and I was waiting for her to come out of the bathroom. And I live in a a crappy little one bedroom apartment with very thin walls and you could hear it all. (laughs) You could hear it all. And let me just say, when I say all, I mean, there was a lot happening in that bathroom and she came out and she continued to tell me all about her troublesome bowels and <laughs> has since continued telling me. And she gets such a kick out of it. She loves, she loves talking about, she's, you know how some people are really into like potty humor and blue humor. Mm-hmm. She is one of those people. So she gets, you know, I I've had, like I said, I had some people saying, stop talking about Martha. And because they I think they were worried that Martha wouldn't approve of me talking about her but let me just say that she loves it she's like 
texting me now. <laughs> the one time, you know, she had come another time since. And while I was gone, I stepped out of the house, you know, while they were cleaning and she was texting me and she literally said, you know, I don't have it word for word, but she said like, I'm on the toilet now, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know, just my, you know, she cleans the house. Like, I don't really know her. <laughs> so it's been a trip. And then one time I found a pop tart in my freezer when I came back and I didn't know if that was related to her, you know, <laughs> digestive issues. I don't know. <laughs> I think she'd fit in well. Yeah. What? <laughs> she she should be a guest on your podcast. I know. Okay? I, well, I think she might be. Um, oh my God. But like I said, I don't know. I've had most of the people that reach out to me say they love hearing her updates, but then I get it. I've gotten like one or two people that do not like it. There's always so, the one or two. You know, and just so your listeners know, I, it's mostly a pop culture podcast. I do a lot of Bravo Housewives stuff, but, you know, I talk a little bit about Martha. <laughs> yes, yes. It, it is not a Martha podcast. <laughs> I just don't want people to think it's like me talking, like <laughs> saying shit stories. Because ordinarily, like I don't, I'm grossed out by poop humor. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not, that's not really my, my bag, but, you know. Here I am. <laughs> Here you are. What um? Here I am. On, on that topic, what housewife would you most like to see in the Riverdale universe? Oh my god, a Ramona singer. I'd love to see Ramona in there. Oh. Oh my god. Maybe as like. Do you guys watch? Do you watch the Housewives? Oh yeah. Do we watch the Housewives? Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. So Ramona would probably be good. I'd love to see Bethany come in there and just shake things up. She could be a good mayor. Oh, she would oh, be great. She would sit. She would really get in the mix. She would be like a strong female in that town to just really get in the mix. I'd love Sonia at maybe like a local bar. Like we, we mm-hmm. haven't really seen. Well, I guess there's the Southside bar. Sonia could be into that. You know, Riverdale, we're, we're mentioning all these New York housewives because it feels a little, I guess, mo- in terms of housewife cities, it feels the most like New York, I'd say. Mm-hmm. I think so too. Uh, Luann, right? yeah. I Luann could do her cabaret in Riverdale. Yeah. Yes. Really, all of those New York girls could fit in, but I can I can't see any like Orange County girls in Riverdale. No. No. Maybe one or two Beverly Hills girls would fit in. Yeah, I could see that. I can't see any of the Dallas women fitting in in Riverdale. Yeah. No, that would be tough. New York would, Jersey would definitely not, but I'd love to see Teresa just kind of waltz in. Oh my God. <laughs> she could be in the new prison. She went the, she, yeah, the new prison. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's the subplot we need. <laughs> if Andy can stroll on through, then we can have Teresa uh, make a cameo in the prison. <laughs> well, hopefully the writers are listening. Uh, we've complimented them enough comparing them to uh, Shakespeare. Yeah, and Tennessee Williams, The classics, only the classics. Keep up the great work, you guys. Well, Danny, thank you so much uh, for joining us, uh, being our first bi-coastal guest. Tell us uh, where to follow you. Yeah, on uh, social media, on Twitter and Instagram, I'm at Danny Pellegrino. And then I just started a a Facebook page. So it's facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. And then Ooh. the podcast is Everything Iconic, and it's on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and you can go to uh, everythingiconic.com, and it's up there, too. Incredible. Sam? Sam Gold, 2Ds. I'm, 
I'm at Hi. Ryan Bloomquist. You can follow us at Riverdish on Twitter. Email us, riverdishpod at gmail.com. And uh, rate and review us when you get a chance. Uh, yeah, can, yes, can I jump in for a second and just say that to your listeners, it's super helpful when people rate and review. So you guys, if you're listening to this Riverdish podcast, which you are already, obviously, go rate and review. It takes two seconds and it's super helpful to these guys. So take a minute. I'm doing plugs. I'm doing like <laughs> review plugs, but it helps. I always tell, I hate telling people on mine, but it's like, you know, it's the most annoying thing to like do on a podcast, but it, but it actually helps, you know, it totally helps when people are scrolling through podcasts and they see they're looking for a good Riverdale podcast. Of course, they're going to click on the one with a yeah. bunch of reviews. So review us, review Danny's podcast. Yeah. And then go on the life. Yes. Thank you guys so much for having me. Thanks Danny. Oh my God, thank you for being here. Bye, River Vixens.